it is Sunday, the 28th of January, and this is going to be an action-packed episode because we have not one, not two, but four guests. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around and take it in turns to introduce everyone um, because as much as I'd love to, I'd fail miserably. <laughs> so, let's start with uh, Jake and Helen, who are both from Grey Alien Games. Jake, if you'd like to go first, just introduce yourselves. Okay, hi, I'm Jake. I've been making indie games since 2005 full-time and 20 years before that as a hobby. Um, most recently, we released Shadowhand, which is an RPG card game um, set in 18th century England. And before that, uh, we made Regency Solitaire. So that's, that's me, more or less. Hi there, um, I'm Helen Carmichael. I'm Jake's um, partner in business and also his wife. We work together, as Jake said, on uh, card games, our most recent one being Shadowhand. I'm particularly interested in the game design and the historical research side. Um, Hi. So, yeah, sorry, Josh, if you want to. Hi, my name is Josh. I'm the UI and UX designer over here at Twitch. I'm mainly responsible for, for new product development for the website and but I work close, very closely with the community. Oh, and last but not least, I'm Duckman. I'm part of Couchcasters. We're like a stream team. Uh, we do a lot of different variety streaming with different hosts, uh, all the other people on the team. And we also are focused on community building and events management. So with the wealth of knowledge that we have, I think in in the indie game sector here, because as, as Jake mentioned, you know, he's been doing it for 20 years, which, full disclosure, that is, actually, Jake, when did you, do you remember the date roughly when you started, real quick? Oh, well, I was nine when I started making games, but 2005 when I went full-time indie. So oh. June, June, just after my birthday, actually. <laughs> ah. So when, what, what was your first, what you'd consider a, a, a major project? Because for, for context, I've, tr I've tried making a game and I'm going to save this once and never mention it ever again because I've gotten this far without mentioning it ever before. Um, I tried making a game once. It was, it had the worst name. It was called like Death Sword of Doom or something like that. It was horrible. I spent all of like two weeks trying to make this game work. It was like a text-based uh, RPG, I guess, for lack of a better way of describing it. It was horrible. <laughs> so, you know, I, I look back at that, I'm just like, mm, no. So when, when, what do you feel was the sort of the, the project that you went, you know what, this is something I could do properly full time? Uh, okay, it was a game I was making part time called Iron Fist, and it was like a kung fu platform game. Right. Uh, and I was actually having pretty good fun coding it in my spare time. But I was doing that after a full day's job doing business software. And I reached a certain point where I, I realized to do it justice, I needed to go full time. And so I talked to Helen about like quitting my job and, and going full time into to finish the game. And I did that, but I still realized the game was too big. And actually it never saw the light of day. And I abandoned it and I made my first game, commercial game, Xmas Bonus instead which was like a Christmas themed match three game and kind of the rest is history. So yeah, that's how, that was my first serious project, I guess, which was canceled. <laughs> has, there, has, has there ever been a moment of kind of wanting to bring it back for you? Have, have you kind of thought about, you know, just 
Yeah, yeah, plenty of times. I mean, I tell you why I cancelled it. Actually, the other reason wasn't just it was taking ages. It's just at the time, this was before Steam, before Xbox Live, and there wasn't a market, a decent market for platform games, but there was for casual games. And I had to make a sort of sensible business decision because it was now my full-time job. Um, but since then, you know, yeah, I've, I've thought about going back to it, but I have not really been in a position financially to, to give it the sort of love it needs, really. Maybe I will one day. Um, yeah, so not not really. Oh, I was just, just wondering on that. So I'm guessing you've got a bit of a back catalogue of a few games, or is it just the one or two? Because if you have, would you, like in the near future, would you want to release like your back catalogue of games, I guess? Uh, I've got uh, like definitely 11 commercial games I've worked on and maybe a couple more here and there. Loads of free games. But yeah, this game, that it's not really worth releasing as anything commercial, this one I first started on. Even though I spent months on it, it's just not, it's not commercially viable. Really. <clears throat> uh, but it would be if I spent six more months on it, perhaps. I just can't afford to do that at the moment. Um, I have a question. Um, as an indie developer, um, you started from very young. Mm. Um, so I'm pretty sure that you faced a lot of barriers and rejection. Mm. What kept you going? Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really called indie dev though back when I started, of course. But um, I, well, I kept going in the early days because games were expensive to buy, and my computer came with a manual, and I just wanted to sort of program it and learn it. So it was the love of programming and making games. That sort of just I enjoyed it so much, and I wanted it to be my career ever since I started and that I guess it's just a sort of internal motivation that helped me get through all the different problems that have come my way and wanting to it to be my lifestyle um, that's it really it's just wanting it bad enough that I'll try and make it happen no matter what really so um, but what made you want to become what made you not want to like um, apply for a job with EA or Rockstar, one of the bigger companies and go out on your own and, you know, create your own games? Gosh, I guess it's because I always was making games on my own as a kid. And yeah, I didn't really, well, okay. When I did nine years of business software, I was running a company and hiring people and managing teams and stuff like that. And honestly, that was enough to just put me off working in an office with other people. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I just want to work at home and make my own game <clears throat> and do that. And there appeared to be, you know, an ability to do that in the mid 2000s and so on as an indie dev. It just suited me, really. So, yeah, I guess. And I have worked in an office for a couple of years in Vancouver. I worked for Big Fish Games. And, you know, there were lots of good things about it, but other things that weren't so good. And I just prefer working on my own. I say on my own, but it is with Helen. Um, you know, we work on games together, so and that that suits us. It would drive some people mad, but what do you think, Helen? Well, I think one of the first things some of my friends said to me when I said, "Oh, I'm going to be working with my husband," they said, "Oh my goodness, if I had to work with my husband, I'd kill him." Uh, <laughs> there seems to be quite a common sort of attitude that working with your your partner or or spouse isn't you know isn't always great. But I think I think we've done okay. You know, there have been a few slightly stressful patches, but uh, we, we've got separate offices within our house. So we can go off and do separate tasks, you know, without always being in each other's hair. Um, come together to work on the bits that uh, we need to cooperate on and collaborate on. So, yeah. I, I guess it's also, you know, you're able to work to your own design brief instead of having to work to someone else's. I, I guess that's kind of the pull of it. Is it? Is it? Or 
for sure for me Definitely, I mean yeah. yeah yeah I mean well Helen's other sort of job is is science writing so you do sort of need to to write articles to people's briefs don't you really yeah I mean that that's been one of the things that's been really exciting about doing game design which I, I was very much on the sidelines just popping my head in and giving occasional bits of advice throughout the majority of the Graalian games is uh, many years um, but just in the last three going on for four years I've got involved and it's because I came up with an idea for, for a game for Regency Solitaire and we went off and got some funding to sort of create a part-time job for me so that I could get involved and learn the ropes um, but yes that, that's been the amazing thing about it that's been so much fun whereas previously I've been writing articles that other people want me to write yeah in this case it was, well this was my story i wanted to tell it was the world i wanted to create um, the historical period i wanted to visit that i thought other people would enjoy as well and how to imagine that and make it fun so that, that part of it's been brilliant you you mentioned the, the the initial reaction i think it is a very common reaction of being like wait you're married and you work together right the idea of keeping you know personal life and work life separate as, as an overall, do, do you think it's been a, a, a positive? Do you see yourselves working in ways that, you know, you wouldn't be able to with a, any other person? Well, I, I suppose it's, there's an upside and a downside in that perhaps we're a little bit more blunt and direct about things that are working or not working with each other than somebody might have to be if they were working with a colleague in a, in a sort of office scenario. Um, we, you know, much quicker to say, oh, that idea is not working. We need to change it without having to sort of politely say, oh, yes, what a lovely idea. How beautifully you've come <laughs> up with that. But I don't quite, you know, so we, we cut through some of the crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were obviously flexible. We, we've got two teenage children. But when, when we started out working together, <laughs> they were a bit younger. So in terms of being flexible with times and being able to work at different times of day and fit around our children and things like that it, it's been a great kind of flexible working arrangement from my point of view yeah I, well i also think we've got similar interests and we do understand each other as we've been together for a long time so that really helps um but yeah there have been other times where it's been not great so it just swings and roundabouts but i would say that the games i've made with helen are my best games so you know that's a pretty good reason to sort of make more really it's, it's yeah. just like uh oh sorry <laughs> No, I was just going to say that we really did we did, really did pick um, topics that we enjoyed and one of the things that we we liked doing just in our spare time was going and visiting museums and historical buildings and you know looking at stuff old stuff from the past just sort of a hobby something that we like so it's what we've got in common and we're able to both of us put that sort of interest in in the Georgian era which is where we seem to have landed for our last two games and sort of really Get, get excited about that and get enthusiastic about it do a lot of reading about it and great visual stuff as well so and to be able to visit these places again and photograph them and he sends those photographs to the artists for references and all that kind of stuff so yeah there's a sort of shared passion there that's definitely helped the projects mm -hmm. along I think uh, well I was going to say is this like a, a common like I'm proposing this question to everyone is this a sort of common thing that is seen in the indie development community is it close-knit teams um very like you know working together one-on-one -on -one or maybe like teams of three and you know do you do you need like some sort of maybe i don't know community hub um, to help you all join together or um can i say something but yeah. i'm i'm out i'm sat i'm outside of the box when it comes to the indie community but um during the during the year of 2017 i did a lot of research 
with a lot of uh, indie developers. And what I found is that they are very close knit and they do work together a lot. But at the same time, but they are, um, but they are working on different projects. So maybe they'll go to a pub, bring their laptops, work on their project, and but at the same time be together. Mm. So, and I think that's that's really great. But at the same time, um, what I did find was that it is um, that um, when I was trying to propose to them um, like some new ideas you know like maybe some marketing strategies it was um a little bit closed-minded i'm not sure if jake can talk about something like that uh, talk about like how indie developers market their products well I, I think the thing is a lot of indies would honestly rather this myself included you know stay at home code some awesome game and somehow put it put it out there and have it magically succeed but there isn't a magic you know <laughs> success yeah. button um, and so the reality is you do have to do marketing, but and, and you know, you have to do a lot really or hire someone to do it and, yeah. and make use of all the all the things out there. And it's really doesn't come naturally to a lot of us. That's all. We'd rather be coding something or drawing something or whatever, you know, than, than doing that. OK, some indies do seem to love doing the marketing stuff and they're good at it. And you know what? They're probably more successful as a result of it. it that That's why you may encounter resistance is not necessarily they think is a bad idea, just that they probably just don't really want to do it and they, but they know they have to. And, and then therefore they try to pick the things which they at least can have the most fun doing or that they feel give them the biggest bang for their time. Well, um, I never, I mean, I don't think they resisted it. I thought it was more what I got, what I kind of got was they're very protective of their product. So like um, when I was talking to them about Twitch and what Twitch Twitch streamers do and how they can help the indie community and their product uh, reach more sales is that a Twitch streamer like Gary could play the game and it could market, market their product and more people would probably buy the game. Um, yeah, but then they were like, then they, then they started saying stuff like, oh, we wouldn't like a streamer to play the uh, play the full amount, like the full game, or can can streamers only play thirty seconds of the game, or they oh, will be very they'll be very selective of how the stream should play it. Okay. Whereas a streamer should, I think, a streamer should decide on how he wants to play the game. Yeah, I agree, opinion. Christ. Yeah. I'd have anyone play my game for as long or a little as they want, more the merrier. Frankly, you know, I think that's a big mistake to not. To want your game limited christ you know yeah, yeah no I, I think the only thing that would come in there is timing so i think it's a question of having a good dialogue with streamers and getting to know them and get to know the bit about their needs and and you know to make sure you maybe give them a version of the game in enough time for them to be able to play it and figure it out and make a few save games so that they can do a good presentation any way they want but also to have that understanding mm. that if it's sort of launch day you don't you know, it might not be ideal to have the end of the game being streamed. So, but just to have that conversation, I think it, I think it's fine, and I think there's plenty of ways around it that would provide great material for streamers, and also, you know, give those indies um, a bit more exposure that many of them really do need. Yeah. Well, touching base on just like the previous conversation in this one, that's what I was I was getting at is, um, do you feel that um, like maybe streamers or maybe Twitch per se and the end of indie developers themselves do they need to kind of work together more maybe network or have a networking hub built in somewhere so that they can then have this conversation and be like 
I'm an indie developer. I'd like my game put out there. I'm not very good at the whole PR thing, but because you're a streamer, you've obviously got some contacts, you've got some PR material, you know, you've got experience in it. Could you probably play my game? And then we'll chat through it all. How are we going to do it? And then, you know, set, you know, the guidelines of, like you said, don't show the ending if it's launch day, because, you know, that'd be horrible. That would just completely deflate the game for everyone else. But, you know, just do you need like a hub maybe to do that? Oh, I think that sounds extremely positive, just based on, you know, as you say, going back to your original points about um, how indies do meet up in pubs and at conferences and things like that and have a network among themselves. Um, there does seem to be a slight gap between people wanting to put their game out to streamers and actually getting in contact with the right streamers who stream the sort of games that they actually make and things like that. So there can be a lot of hit and miss. And mm. sometimes it does feel like a huge job if you're not if you're not well connected to send out try and send out keys to 50 streamers 100 streamers and without you know without doing all that research and that's where again a good PR person or as you say a good well-organized hub or, or intermediary might be really helpful in putting the right people in touch with the right streamers at the right time in the process development process well you just mentioned actually that's quite interesting what you just said about the whole you meet up in pubs or maybe small conferences or something like that are they quite regular and um have you been to one recently and what was kind of maybe the vibe there and also uh, what was kind of the capacity, like the amount of people who kind of showed up? Well, I can definitely speak Yeah, to you've that. been to the most recent, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, I co-founded a meetup group in Vancouver, uh, Canada, called Full Indie in 2010, and it's still going now, monthly meetup in a pub with like 100 plus people and speakers and so on. Now they do an annual conference and jam. So that was really awesome for the Vancouver scene and lots of people met up there and actually ended up working together on games and stuff like that. And I believe there's um, people, uh, you know, there's obviously people streaming in Vancouver and they sometimes go there and meet developers as well. So that, that's kind of cool. But I just went to um, Games Forum London. So it was like a couple of days, you know, last week. And there was a load of indies turning up there. And, and the, the talks can be useful. It depends where you're at in your career as to how useful. But mostly it's just like hanging out and drinking tea and, uh, talking to people and, and meeting people. You might meet publishers, other indies which you share information with. Mostly at the moment, we're all kind of discussing the state of the industry and trying to figure out, you know, is is the industry overcrowded? What can we do about that? Should we, you know, and most people seem to agree yes. And, and a lot of people at the moment are talking about not spending too long on making a game. I just made a blog post about this very topic. Um, because if you spend too long and it comes out and it flops, you know, you're obviously in trouble. So, uh, you know, an antidote to that is to make shorter games where possible and, and reuse your engine from past games to make other ones. But um, there weren't any streamers as far as I know at this. Yeah, I was, I was about to touch base on that and be like, well, well we, how many streamers do you reckon were there? Or well, was, I, was Twitch there in some form or capacity? Or? I, didn't, I don't know if Twitch was there. I, they may have been and I just missed them. There was one streamer, Jupiter Hadley, you might know her. She was yeah, there, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and she's cool. Uh, and there probably were others. I mean, she would know actually. I bet she knows them all. But that was the only one I encountered. So, but Jupiter yeah. is more is a YouTuber, if I'm correct, right? Because I've I think yes. I ran into her. Oh, sorry, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I I should. I, I think she does. Like. She does Twitch stream, I think. But um, yeah, she, I think she is more of a YouTuber. But um, that still, you know, that still shows that you're kind of attempting to like network so if you're getting youtube involved or if you're getting streamers and that because 
I mean, uh, I, I, I try to do that when I go to the conferences, but yeah, there isn't there isn't a sort of obvious hub online where people can meet and do no, that. No, because um, because I, 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 I've kind of looked into this a little bit, and what I found is, is of course, the jug the juggernaut to use for networking that is Twitter, because it's very simple, very easy. You just chuck out a hashtag and you tag along onto that, and um, you can find people with similarities or people who are trying to do the same thing as you, but um. What I found is with the indie development side of it is there's not a lot of that going on. So I was just wondering, you, you would it be a, a good thing to maybe set up or have it? Set yeah, up? You, I was thinking actually maybe a Discord channel could be good for something like that. Maybe because it would be more specific because Twitter's sort of far and wide. Um, a lot of the indie devs I know are using Discord. I don't know about streamers. Oh, we use Discord all the time. But, exactly. Um, so like a specialist channel maybe to sort of or maybe with sub channels so streamers of specific type types of games genres of games maybe they could meet indies via that and get to know them a bit more but i, don't know. But I, I find for for twitch streamers i don't think um because uh, you're mentioning like um some twitch streamers might come along to these events i think it'd be quite good to maybe just open invite twitch streamers as a whole because um Maybe even if, like, let's say uh, you've got a Twitch streamer who really likes to play first-person shooters, like current ones, there's nothing to say that they don't also play indie games and wouldn't want to experience streaming indie games. So I think it'd be quite good to give them a chance to do it. Cause... Well, maybe you know more about this, but, you know, a lot of press often get free passes to such conference, like the indies end up paying, but often you can get a press pass. Um, yeah. What would be quite cool is if streamers got passes, because ultimately... They're, they are, well, as effective or more effective than press anyway at getting the word out. Yeah. Well, I, think you, a lot, you... I think a lot of streamers, sorry, 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 Gary, sorry. Um, oh, sorry, a, lot, sorry. a lot of streamers do get free passes, if I'm not correct. Oh, okay, okay, well, that's cool. Gary, yeah, do, you get, yeah. do, you get, do you get um, free passes, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't really want to say. Yes, yes. Um, uh, we, what we run our ship is, because um, our whole kind of foundation of our Twitch stream and how it is, is we were built, well, we built ourselves up to actively help promote community, but actively help promote everyone and everyone. Um, Josh was experiencing this yesterday, but um, yeah, if we if we get free invites or something, we go, we will go along, but we're going to help you out. So we'll do some PR stuff. We'll actively be like, do you need a cameraman or something to document it? We've got a guy, he'll come along. We'll either pay for that guy or he'll do it for free and you know, and we'll send you all the materials. So we try to be a positive influence on this. So if we did get a free pass and there's people who are actually paying to go to it, we don't make the people feel bad who are paying because we're trying to do something to improve it almost. Uh, I don't know, would, would would indie developers, if they were paying to go to these events, seeing the streamers then coming along for free, would they feel, you know, hard done by or something like that? I don't I think don't... they would. No, I mean, I come from a background before I worked in games in in press and PR, science journalism specifically. And it's it's always been a completely normal thing for, for journalists to get into conferences for free because that's how people get coverage. It's completely normal. So I think if you just see Twitch streaming as an extension of the media, I think it's com it's completely normal, and I don't think anyone would think anything of it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you might get the odd you might get the odd tiny moment. Like, imagine it was like ninety percent streamers and ten percent indies. That might be a bit weird, um, <laughs> you know. So, if people were trying to meet other indies to talk to about that, but you'll always get a few complainers. But ultimately, I don't think it would be a bad idea if the balance was good, you know. 
Well, as I say, we're hearing that indies want to get their word out to more streamers anyway, as a form of publicity. And perhaps some of us don't, you know, have all the connections that we could have or quite understand the path to doing that effectively. So I don't I think it's win win, really. Well, would you would you want like a like a large scale? Sorry, Osh. Would you you like like a a large scale sort of event maybe created like one that um, like one that purely focuses almost on networking. So we take aside all the talks and everything like that and we put it more into proactive community. We put it into more. We want people intermingling. We want them exchanging contacts and you know, just enjoying the games maybe there and then while having a nice, like, maybe a cup of tea or a drink or whatnot while I discuss the future. You know, they go, well, I'm a streamer, you're a developer, I like these sort of games, you're developing those sort of games, let's get together, you know, let's do something. Oh, I think it sounds definitely sensible. I mean, there is TwitchCon, right? And I know that some indies make a beeline to go there, but they're the sort of people who've got the budget and time to sort of do that, I guess. But smaller scale things in local areas would be. Yeah, that's what I was, I was trying to get. Would you would you like smaller scale um, up and down the? I, I can't speak for where you're all based because I'm in the UK. But um, would you like smaller scaled events, but dotted around the country, so you don't have to spend a fortune having to go from let's say the top of the UK all the way down to London. Yeah. Maybe like one halfway, one at the top, so you can all have a fair and equal chance to attend and get this added exposure. Well, I mean, I think it's good. Do one in Bristol, that'd be good for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there <laughs> do, are, I think like the other thing is there are existing indie hubs, um, some of which have got names, you know, for, for different areas around the country that already have a base where and desks available and all that kind of stuff. So it seems to me that you almost need to link in with those existing networks and offer exactly. events at their yeah, I'm that's the sure next one in the northeast. I'm pretty sure there's there's a big hub in Bristol. There's one in London. Obviously, there's possibly in Scotland. You've got to kind of latch onto those, I reckon, and use with the structure that's already there. That's exactly what I was going to get at next. Like, um, if you've got these contacts for hubs, and you've got if someone approached you and had like these proactive ideas that they're like, I'll take that and I'll go create that event for you. Would you then be willing to surrender over all this information almost? to help develop um, the community at large for the indie developers. But you've you've already answered that for me, so that's, that's good well, to know. Gary, can I just touch on your point? Um, the lo- last year, um, I spent the whole year actually just researching the indie community and how it can integrate with Twitch. And um, there are, from what I know, there are a lot of indie um, events going on in the UK. So there are some in London, there are some in um, Cambridge, they're, they're all like dotted around. But the issue I the issue I found, the biggest issue with the indie community, the number one issue is marketing and building their social footprint. That's the biggest issue. And I feel like when I, what I, and um, I, I just feel like it's very personal with their, they're very personal with their product. Yeah, because it's more like a piece of art, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I know I already said this already, so I'm sorry, but um, and I just feel they get very protective if, because um, if if they were to surrender some of their um their game, their game or something, and it got um, they it got bad reviews or people because people are just talking bad about it, 
it might hurt. It might that that's what they don't really want. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah although no, I, yeah. I believe so, that, to be honest, even if somebody covers your game and doesn't think it's great, there's a whole school of thought just like it's still coverage. Some people watch me? it and go, actually, you know what? I, I want to play it. I don't, I, I, you know, I will like this. I know I like this, you know, so I'd rather my game is covered full stop. Yeah, there's like all news is good news in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, that, 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 yeah. that's how it should be. That's how it should be, though. Yeah. Um, but um, I went to a lot of events where a lot of indie develop uh, developers were and um they just they just i just got the opinion that they struggled they just struggled with um to bring their game over to twitch but what we did do is we um we have we have something now but we still want to work with a lot of indie developers and we still want to create a platform for indie the indie community and so that when you go on twitch you it will have like a, a separate section for them so you you don't have to like filter through different game titles, you know, because we understand that the community the community is very small, and in terms of the game, and but what you can do now is if you like uh, have a Prime membership, you'll get a free indie game, and some of that profit will go straight to the developer. So oh, we are, so we are working with them, but it's a it's kind of like, but it has but it has to be. A two-way kind of relationship does that make sense so they have to work with us and it's a little bit of a struggle because the indie community already have their kind of uh culture if that makes sense they already have their way and and we're very i don't know i'm, well, just, I think, I'm just babbling right now no so. no i i think if anyone does <laughs> if even if anyone doesn't want to do marketing and uh, you know have the game streamed i guess that's their choice but i would think it would be possibly a bit unwise i mean there's definitely plenty of people i know who want to get as much coverage as possible so you know um yeah. however you know in terms of like giving away a game with free okay that's the sort of thing which might make some indies go hmm, okay you know or, or you said giving away for free but they get some kind of rev share that's the kind of thing where um some people would just do it and other people would be very cautious about that they'd be worried about cannibalizing their sales so they might ask for something like some upfront fee so you know if you said oh uh, i expect we could get x coverage for you and it would generate y dollars they would say well the smart indie would say well give me that y dollars up front then if you're that much positive about it um and that's that's the sort of thing where maybe some people are a bit more cautious about mm. you know like putting their game in smaller bundles like most indies will stick the game in the humble bundle if they're asked but they're, they're a bit dubious of smaller bundles i know twitch isn't like a smaller bundle but there is this cautiousness you've got to be cautious with something you spent so long making that it is no, going to have totally a, a multiplier totally effect agree. yeah, yeah. I totally agree i just i just think um the word free shouldn't really be you know thrown around in this idea because i think it's it's not for free it's um if you were to offer your your game to a few streamers maybe to put it on twitch it's uh they're not getting it for free almost because the twitch streamer then has to to work it you know has to stream it so they're putting their hours out there yeah and yeah. then they also oh, no, have to agree. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what and i then... that's why i explained to some of the in sorry so to cut you out again but that's why i explained to some of the indie develop uh, developers but who i met um i explained to them that if they were to play your game they're actually probably losing money in terms of like doesn't make sense and yeah, was, yeah, was yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i agree i mean it's any number of streamers can have my game for free i just well i wasn't clear if you meant if people subscribe to prime who are who are watching but aren't streamers they'd get the game for free and that's the bit which might oh cause, okay uh, um, no 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 
that you didn't mean well, that, did you? Or did you? Because uh, that's well, a bit that something. No, no. Well, you can. Well, you can. Well, if you subscribe to Prime, it's like they basically you would have a contract. It, we will have like we have a contract with the developer, and um, I'm not sure how much I can say. Oh, okay, <laughs> so, we don't. Okay, so, um, but yeah, um, um, but yeah, you would have a you would have a contract, and um, a percentage would be given to directly to the developer. Um, but mostly, most of these games are, are are targeted towards very up and coming indie developers. So it would be their first, second game, oh. and they're trying to, and try, they're trying to get their foot in the door. So it wouldn't be their it wouldn't be their like fifth, fifth game or something when you know. Oh, okay. So, well, that's like us then. We, that, we're that, definitely. Yeah. Well, so, I, I still, I still want some Twitch love, man. You know, even <laughs> wouldn't we all? Jake, if you, if you sound like a person who would, who, who would be more inclined to finding like streamers like Gary to play your game. That would be more like going yeah. through the Twitch Prime contract would probably not be ideal for you. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, um, but a streamer would probably be much better for you though. Yeah, um, this is this is why I was getting at this whole hub idea, or maybe like hubs is in like a, an event maybe so you can yeah. find you can fine tune who you're looking for and then yeah you, you offer the game to them for free to play they play it and from it you get the active like the pr material you can splice it up you can share it and then they might get added revenue and so like i don't think there should be like a whole thing oh yeah you can get my game for free but i want this fee i think it should be it should be like a community thing you all go well if I do this, we both get added exposure out of it. We both get to grow together. So I think yeah, maybe... Sure. I, yeah. I only meant the fee thing if like... Because what sometimes happens is this, for example. You get someone like um, Samsung come to you and go, will you, you know, put your game out or enter this competition or do something or the other? And, you know, and they're basically trying to big up their own platform at the expense of indies. Um, and so that's the sort of thing where you, you, you should request a fee when you've got a major corporation. Yeah trying to get something from you for yeah. free but not not at all in terms of streamers i would never charge a streamer a fee yeah. never ever yeah. Uh, yeah. i'm talking about corporations trying to well, set something yeah. up the whole the whole in, the whole in, sorry Ellen, was, was you going to say something well, i was just going to say yosh yeah based on what you're saying about the fact that you are literally trying to get people who are trying to get their foot in the door in the industry and it is maybe their first or second game that sounds i mean i'm guessing that those are the people you've been talking about so it, it seems to me a little bit chicken and egg like the whole reason they don't seem to understand perhaps as you were hoping the benefit of marketing the benefit of streamers um the benefit of getting any coverage they can get and all the rest of it might literally just be down to inexperience that's a good point. i mean people like yeah. us have already banged out quite a lot of games or are quite far on in our careers i mean we're well in, we're, I'm you not, know i'm, I'm, I'm not sure i'm, I'm not fact. sure um i was working very closely with a guy um he, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm going to release his name, but his the title of the name is going to be BFF or Die. I'm not sure if you guys know that game. Have you heard of it? I think BFF. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah BFF, BFF or Die, and we we were very interested in that game, but uh, he was very he was very difficult with Twitch in terms of how players will play his game, mm. okay. and um, so it was just a little bit, but. I don't know, but I, I found that with numerous people that we um, I contacted or like I like I came into contact with, and I found so it was like it was a continuous thing. And yes, um, the people who don't who are on their first or second indie game, they're not very experienced in a lot of areas when they're publishing or marketing and all that kind of stuff. But 
it does it does transit it does transition into more experienced indie developers and they're more segregated in terms of the gaming community like you like for example with events and all that kind of stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah from 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 indie developers that i've chatted to and uh, my my experiences is that yes it's it's kind of like that but for you jake um talking to you now is quite refreshing uh, you're very um you're very yeah. progressive you're seeing like you're you're kind of on the same wavelength as i am so um with with our group we're, we're all about like with the couch cast we're all about like building community and it's quite nice to hear someone who who accepts that they want to do this whole community building with twitch streamers so it's it's quite nice because it has to both be mutually beneficial so yeah and moving with it moving with the times you know it's like things things have changed a lot since i started making games people used to sell games on a site called download.com which you've probably never heard of but download.com all right (laughs) download download.com was the biggest website you could sell your games on right it was as big as steam back in the day yeah uh you know and so this is how things change right so um one one thing that I found early on with Regency Solitaire is we were talking to a guy called Nelson on Twitter and he seemed to like our stuff and he put me in contact with like loads of streamers and they all covered our game and it was, it was really good. So really good for us. And then that panned out to more people. So sometimes you get, I think they're called mavens or something or in some networking term, but you know, somebody who's really well connected to all these other people and they can really help indies out when they see something special that, they want to help the indies and they want to help the streamers so yeah more of that please yeah yeah well um i was just thinking like we've all been like chatting in we've all got our own views on the indie development and twitch and that and i was just wondering um george have you got any like overview of it or what we've kind of gone over so far yeah um i i do really want to quickly throw in this point as well that from what i've seen uh the issue i i've seen a couple of developers raise is that it can sometimes be hard to tell whether someone is actually a streamer or is just someone looking for a free key. Um, yeah. It, Ooh, it, that, yeah. That's a good point. Oh yeah, this, this, this came up as well, yeah. I've got that. Yeah, now yeah. I've heard this once before. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. This well one I've, de- I've had direct experience of that, of course, because every time we ship a game, we get a million emails from uh, people. And to be honest, 90% of them are scammers. When you look at their, uh, well, if they say YouTuber, um, though they claim to be a YouTuber, it's, they always claim to be someone with two million subscribers or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's my first warning. It's like, yeah, okay. Then you look it up, you look up their email, and there's one letter different in it or something. And also, they're never asking for one key. It's always like six keys for them and their co-workers, friends to play it or whatever. And they're just going to sell them on G2A or something. And and yeah. it, it is dispiriting. And that's why some people are using things like promoter app and key mailer now because stuff are verified. But one big problem we get is this is something all Twitch streamers who stream games should do. You need your email address on your page somewhere so that when we get an email, we can check it's actually you. Because I go to people's Twitch streams and I just cannot see any like form of contact info and I can't verify it's really them and then I'm in an awkward situation of do I miss does this streamer miss out on this opportunity and so do I you know or is it a, a scammer and we really don't know I mean I, you know um, but in the end I end up taking benefit of the doubt and sending them out anyway quite a lot of the time because I'd rather I'm that desperate for the streams you know <laughs> yeah. well I'm touching base on that that's that's quite funny because um we, we have actively tried to work with a few indie developers and we've sent over emails their way. And I'm pretty, I'm going to actually check my, my channel stream right now. Um, 
if it's got the email on it. I'm almost certain it does because this is something you've said and it actually came up once before. They wanted us to verify who we were and at, at the end of it, they asked us for photo ID, like like a picture of us, oh, so then they could match I... it up to the streamer on the actual the actual thing and and then after it worked out in that they were like oh yeah yeah that's good like yeah we'll happily right. do it yeah. for you but yeah i think the, the sheer i think perhaps maybe what some twitch streamers then maybe don't realize is the sheer volume of these scam requests we do get it's a lot you know it's significant and maybe that's where some people are wary yeah and then the other way around it i've seen is um when you're actually at events um they always ask have you got a, like a professional business card because only really you'd only carry a professional business card on you if you were legit because why would you otherwise you know and yeah they i don't know there's i i think yeah i've i didn't think of this but you're right yeah, i think indie developers have to be very cautious that they're not just basically chucking money away by giving away a free key yeah um, and it, well it, you know we know that a lot of people are going to pirate our game and people have different views on piracy but it can be a bit annoying um you know uh, and especially if somebody's just getting your key to sell it somewhere and they don't even give a toss it's just a waste of your time really and and it's just dispiriting i mean then there's the other thing of okay actual valid streamers there is this point valid streamers maybe just getting your key we can see via key mailer some people have stream have played the game 20 hours according to key mailer but there are no streams and then we're like oh that makes us a little bit sad because yeah yeah they've had a key played it for whatever reason decided not to stream it they may have their own reasons of course but you, you yeah. we know that we know they've done it that's a different issue um yeah anyway. yeah well as i recently watched a streamer and um she she was streaming an indie game and uh, part of her like gimmick to make more people come watch it was um giving away five free keys for this very game that she was playing. And it was a very interactive game. It was like a kind of like a MOBA, so, you know, like arena base, 5v5 in robots. Right. And um, while she was doing it, they kind of made her look really bad because they actually didn't give her any more stream keys to give away. So people were like, oh, when can we do the competition? She was like, I'm, I'm waiting for them to get to me. And um, I, think, um, I think it's maybe because at the last minute they didn't believe that she was actually a streamer or anything so well i, I can they, i can comment horrible. on that well i can comment on that and it, 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 there's okay we get other emails saying i got an email the other day saying would you um that's a, that's a loud phone um <laughs> i got an email the other day saying would you give us 30 to 40 thousands of your keys so we can do a giveaway to our community and you'll get exposure and stuff like that and it's like oh my god no indie will ever do something no no uh, we get all these requests for giveaways all the time and the problem is this i'm not being funny but if you're okay if your stream has got tens of thousands of people on it a giveaway of five is fine but if you've got 20 people watching and a giveaway of five it's like it isn't good marketing for an indie that no, is no, just exactly. giving your game away so they have to be realistic about it as well and we get so many requests that yeah it feels like just throwing money away sort of thing it's a tricky one it is a tricky one but indies aren't as positive about giveaways as streamers because a lot of people clearly use giveaways just to build their audience on twit on steam they have steam communities on twitter and on, on streaming you know giveaways get people in but if the if the net result is nobody actually buys the game that's not so good for the indie is no no benefits streamer so i say there's some balance needs to be worked out there it's a, it's a contentious yeah. topic 
I mean, I, some I, of the other nice things we've done on streams actually is, is we've been invited on the stream as well. And yeah. so then we've been chatting in the comments or maybe have been having a chat with the person who's streaming and then they've said, oh, let's do the competition. And we've been able to give them the keys and it's been a bit more interactive with us as developers and people have been able to ask us questions and so yeah, on as well. Mm. Well, yeah. um, this is not quite directly with, um, with indie developers, but some of the brands that we work with, we have actively said, um, to, you know to even heighten it even more is to do that we invite them on the stream and we have some upcoming things where people who we work with will be actually on our stream so you can firsthand talk to these people so if you were to do like maybe the first unveiling ever of like your new indie up and coming indie game and you've got the developers there that's that really unique insight that it's the one of the time opportunity so it is a it would be a really cool thing to do and you just got to get to that point and You've just got to have like the verification that these streamers are legit and they will actually, you know, do what they're saying and pull you onto that stream. Yeah, I've got no problems with legit streamers. You know, I just have to filter them out. So get your emails on your Twitch pages, please, everybody. Yeah. Well, now you've said, now you've said that. <laughs> I've, checked, I've, I've checked my own pages and uh, it's not on there. So, um, uh, and, and your Twitter handle. I mean, your Twitter handle's probably on there, but the point is we get most key requests via email. We don't really get them via Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But what is can I can I ask Jake something? What is a legit streamer in terms like, or what is your standard? Because I think a bit earlier you said you get an email saying this guy has two million like subscribers or something, or and where where what would you consider? What kind of streamer would you consider a legit streamer? Oh, I literally mean someone who does actually genuinely stream. Okay, I, I'm not trying to make any qualitative assessment here. I just mean we get emails from people who don't stream who are scamming, asking for keys. So I mean, oh. I mean legit as in. Would you get? Would, would you give your? Would you give your key to someone who doesn't necessarily have a big following? And... I, I do personally because I think you everyone's got to start somewhere, and you want to encourage them. What I might not do is give that person five keys, right? That's, um, yeah, of course. You know, but I'll give them a key to get started with. Um, the other issue is maybe you get an email from a streamer and they they only do like um, overwatch videos or something and you know that they're not going to make a video of your game probably i mean they might do so there's always a chance but they're probably not and then they, then what are they doing with your key sort of thing but this um, is the thing i was uh, touching base on earlier is that uh, maybe you need this community hub where you can meet up and go i'm an overwatch streamer but in my spare time i love to play indie games and i want to branch out be more varied and then you go, oh, cool, that's great. So I'm getting someone who gets a lot of viewers, a lot of viewership for playing Overwatch, and he's going to transition over to something else. It'd be and great so, if they did, yeah. 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 But yeah. I, so, I was going to say just something to do with the, the numbers game as well. You touched on this idea of how many followers a streamer actually has. And yeah, totally, it's fine for indie developers to give their keys to people of all different scales. But if you are talking about having a community um, hub or an event or something like that, it would be really nice if you could bring in one of these really large streamers who has got a massive following and maybe they're your speaker. Maybe they're the person who comes in and does a 10 minute talk about how to get their attention with a game or something like that. Because I think, you know, just as your streamer probably wants to get a really good few selection of um, games to play and, and to have that opportunity. Likewise, the smaller indie developer wants to feel that they're in with a shout of possibly getting covered by someone with a huge number of followers. So I think it could work both ways. It's true. That's very interesting. Um, I've been, I mean, 
Um, I have to be very wait. So you say I have to be very cautious with how I word this because of obviously <laughs> for obviously very uh, legal reasons. Um, okay, I've been working with a lot of uh, developers, um, uh, indie developers, and well, and the games that are being developed right now are specifically designed for Twitch. Yeah, that's smart. So, are you guys? Would you guys be interested in something like developing something like that? So, and the games. You can. You're going to be able to play it through Twitch chat. Have you ever heard of something like that? Oh, okay. Got... Yeah, I have heard of stuff like that, but they obviously need to use. You're going to have to use a specific language and output in a certain mm-hmm. format and make sure the game's playable for that. So, okay, yeah, I, I have heard about that, and those those could go big with the right games. Obviously, um, that would be the hope. But I mean, it, there's the other aspect, which is some indies are developing games from the outset, which they know are conducive to streaming. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, some so, games. So, so because that, um so, yeah. sorry yeah, yeah. So, um yeah there are yeah once like some games are just are going to be designed so you can play it through the twitch through commands yeah and then there's another side where twitch uh, there are going to be games where it's specifically designed so it's going to be so um appealable for the twitch community because yeah twitch is a community-based platform so yeah it's definitely and, wise yeah. and so some games just work and some games don't work yeah, so yeah absolutely have you, have you have you thought about that when you was like or is that i think your... i think we have we have not necessarily thought about designing specifically for twitch but we have looked at our existing games and thought about how well or not they might stream and we've discussed yeah. like yeah if our game had certain elements done differently it would be a better game to stream so we have yeah yeah we're aware of that like i'm i'm friends with um the guys who made um, Darkest Dungeon, and that was really good for streaming because it was um, a roguelike, right? And the same with Crypto the Necrodancer. You know, it's, they're the sort of games which had a big community on Twitch because people could play them over and over, and then, you know, every, every place it was different. And, and certain, you know, especially games, well, what that Bennett body's getting over it's big for streaming, isn't it? Because everyone yes. can have reaction videos and stuff. So um, I go, Aah! So there are definitely some games almost made for it. And I guess ours haven't been so far. Maybe they will be in the future. I still think they're interesting for people to watch for a certain audience, but they're not as obvious Twitch bait material, you know? <laughs> I, I think the game that comes to mind when talking about, you know, made for Twitch is probably uh, Cluster Truck, right? Oh, yeah. So, so the, and I think they, they did that well yeah. on a, a couple of fronts in the sense that, you know, they had the whole voting system where you could have viewers actively affect your game and it kind of gave them that side of it. And then the, the developers also had a lot of fun with it, right? If, if they saw that you were streaming their game, they'd come in and sort of take over your game and affect parameters themselves as well and having wow. that mm. and so well, you know, uh, sorry go for it oh no no you continue you continue it's... and it it's you know a, I, that suits you know a, a platformer more than it does a game like shadow hand um but you know the, the idea of being able to you know turn up and because you know someone's stream maybe you know play with their game in the background and they they then get that reaction of oh my god this is crazy you know it's being controlled by the developer and it, it's you know I, i'm looking at a video right now and this video has two million views and it's titled when the dev team invades your cluster truck stream <laughs> right <laughs> so there, there's there's a bit of novelty to that to the idea of mm-hmm. you know that someone could turn up at any point and something completely random will happen at your game yeah that's pretty pretty See, rad 
one of the games that uh, we stream quite uh, that I stream quite a lot, and one of the other team members on ours is um, a game called Clone Drones in the Danger Zone. Has anyone heard of it? No, I don't no, know. I haven't come across that yet. Uh, look it up. It's an incredible game where um, it's arena battles. So you go, you do level one, level two, level three, and you see how far you can get. Uh, you drop in, and you have to sword fight people. And it's, uh, it's very comical how it's set out. But um, everyone in the Twitch stream can drop enemies in. They can drop enemies out. They can do all sorts of stuff. They can give you extra lives. Uh, they can bet on you if you can lose or if you're going to win and stuff like that. And they're always developing it. And they've actually made a hub now in the game. So you can click on this hub and it takes you straight to people who are streaming that game because it's meant to be interactive. So you either stream it yourself or you click that and you play along with another streamer. And um, I think these sort of games work really well. So it's indie developed, um, small team, but it's got a very high output because um, people just want to, you know, just play along, you know? They don't have to just sit there and yeah. watch you. Um, that, I just, yeah, that, that's... Um, I just want to add on that. Um, we did some research here at Twitch and um, we wanted to know why people actually watched other people play games and the research found that it wasn't it was not before um to like learn how to play the game it was for that sense of community and games that offer that as well are much more successful than exactly. games that don't yeah so, because exactly. it, trig it triggers something in your mind in the brain and so yeah i feel like that's 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 the games that are that should be streamed that's the games that should be designed and that's the games that work for twitch because that's why people come to twitch they want that sense of community that sense of belonging a sense of appeal that's the appeal Def definitely because some of our more successful streams are the ones where we do the community interactive ones and we've also done other things on our actual channel that create this whole interaction and um from that, people have tuned into our stream and they've gone, oh, we really like these guys. And then we have like all our extra additional stuff so they can then come on our Twitter, they come onto our Discord. And now we've got people who have been with us for months that we've played with who we've never even met and they're halfway around the world. And so the sense of community and finding like-minded people is a, is a definite win. And if you can translate that into a game, then the game will sell because people will then want to pick it up and either be successful as the streamer of it or pick it up and give it a go themselves and play it along with the people that they've met. So yeah, it sounds cool. It's the sort of thing that I, I'll tell you what though, um, I feel like some indies are well positioned to make games for that, right? Maybe they they can afford to take a sort of certain risk because it is ultimately a risk developing something for a new platform in such a way where it could blow up, go big, right? But it could not, you know, it could just totally fail like making Facebook games 10 years ago, you know, a lot of them just flopped. Um, I mean, there's a risk in any indie market, whether it's phone or, or Steam or whatever. So it takes a certain mindset of a certain person who, who's able to do that, I think. I mean, it, 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 I don't know Twitch honestly well enough to, to do make such a game personally, so I would probably stick to what I know and do best, but I can do that at least with the sort of games I think are better to stream, you know? If possible. Mm. So, can can I can you tell me more about your game, Jake? Yeah. Um, well, Shadowhand, the last game we made, is an RPG card game. So 
it's a weird thing that's never been done before where you play a sort of modified solitaire in turn-based combat. So it's like combat solitaire against enemies. So you sort of like, if you play the cards well, you charge up your weapons and attack the enemy and then the enemy AI has a go and then attacks you back. And it's all set within a sort of story about highway, uh, a highway woman and sort of pirates and stuff like that, 18th century England. And you've got inventories and you can level up your character and you put all these items on, all these different weapons and special abilities. So it's quite an in-depth game with a lot, a lot to it. Um, but it's more sort of thought, I guess, a thoughtful game, you know, because it's turn-based. You're not sort of, it's not so action-y, so it's not going to elicit as much sort of, oh my God, look what just happened to me, reactions and stuff, you know. Mm. Um, to be honest, though, these sort of games work really well on Twitch, what I've seen. If you look at games like uh, Hearthstone, where it's very turn-based, can be very slow, very, there's nothing really going on. Um, they, they, they work really well because um, uh, while the stream is doing that, then it's to the streamer who has to project the increased personality themselves to make people go, oh, it's really interesting. Or you can do added on top things, so you like do like... Uh, music streams on top of it so you know you can compile two types of streams to one oh, okay. so so then you know mm -hmm. if you that's what i'm saying like if you find the right streamers they'll right. go oh that's a really good turn-based game i love that per se not sure if my viewers will be 100 percent interested hopefully they will be but if they're not we can do another thing on top of it that draws them in so like right. they can select all the music and that so you know it's a real chill stream and then people go actually this game's really good i love it like i'm gonna get it myself you know well, well we've seen some streams you're right if the person you know some people are really good at explaining the game and they're thinking and meanwhile they're looking at all the comments on the side and interacting with yeah. their, their viewers and that is actually really cool and the game's kind of pottering along in the background and they can drop into it or out of it as suits them what doesn't work well is when someone plays it and just sort of reads the numbers out that they're clicking you know they're going like three four three four because that's not yeah, yeah. interesting for anyone to watch so i guess it is down to the literally the talent and cleverness of the of the streamer yeah, yeah. yeah totally agree i mean we've had a couple of really good examples so one streamer who did a quite a fun stream is um just called indie the real indie he did a really good stream and it was good and he had competitions going on at the same time he was chatting with people who were dropping in he had us live on the stream both of us so he was chatting with us about things that were going on in the game um so yeah he really managed to make much more of a show out of it uh, and it was much more of sort of a media event um, and another really great streamer was called crane and he uh, broadcast in french so and he, he seemed to do a really good job as well and although my french wasn't quite up to interacting with him live i, I was able to join the comments and chat as well and so that was pretty good oh yeah that's another thing i was going to touch base on even if you can't be there you can be floating in the in the chat and you know offer like you just yes. said uh, offer comments offer insight and be like oh he's just done that bit but did you know if you did it this way something else might happen yeah. you know oh, that yeah, we, have, we absolutely do try and drop in if we yeah. if we hear that something's happening and we're free we try and pop in even for a few minutes yeah, and just yeah. say hi with developers anything you want to ask us and maybe comment a couple of times on a few turns they make yeah. or something yeah. well that reminds me actually okay so the people i have got to know the actual streamers who have chatted with me in some way on twitter what would normally happen is when their stream goes live they'll say my stream's going live and they'll tag me right and i'm I'm going to play at Grey Aliens game and then I'll retweet their thing, right, obviously, and probably I'll drop in on the stream if I'm available and then say some stuff. So all the streamers that have got me to interact with them, they've just done that by 
making sure I'm tagged. But yeah. loads of other people have streamed our game and haven't tagged us on Twitter. And so we haven't dropped in and we don't even know about it till way after when we just do a generic shadow hand search and find it, you know. So in terms mm. of that, you know, I gave you the advice about get your email on your Twitter page, your Twitch page, but also tag the devs via their handles on Twitter when you're about to stream. And then they can share it with all their people and drop in. So that's that's really hopeful. This Does is, that sound like good advice? No, this is very refreshing. You're a very progressive uh, indie developer. I'm, I'm, is, like, I'm is, liking yeah. this. It's, uh, this is, uh, <laughs> this is in, in my head, it's, it's firing a lot of synapses, and I'm going, dush, 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 I, can, I can think this through now, and I'm going, actually, that would work. Like The ideas that I've had for like events and that, and I'm going, actually, that's going to work, and we can get indie developers involved, and we can get the wider community involved, and we can actually create something very positive, a very positive hub where we can have everyone mutually benefits from it so um cool yeah, yeah no, i think i think maybe the, harvesting more of these kind of tips from other indies who who have been successful in getting their games streamed i mean maybe just by searching through twitch streams which ones have been streamed the most trying to contact those devs and say you know did they do these kind of things like being tagged in on twitter or contacting how do they get con in contact you know yeah pull all that information I, together I, to think, make resources I think the best way indies. oh sorry I think the best I think the best way to get in contact with a Twitch streamer is simply by going out to events and meeting them in the flesh. Mm. In my opinion, that's how oh, I met. Yeah. That's how I met Gary at Twitch London, right? Twitch LDN. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I, I only met you for like uh, uh, literally only met Josh for maybe twenty minutes tops. There now I've I've had like hours and hours and hours of conversations with him, discussing anything and everything, and I think he got yeah. told off when he met me. Did you not? You got told off. Oh yeah, I got told off by my <laughs> by my crew because uh, I didn't even notice you were part of Twitch. Like you were a Twitch actual employee. I just treated you as a normal human being almost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were no, worried that you'd, you'd offend him and he'd shut down your channel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, was, I was actually going home. I was walking away. I was going home, and then all, this, I think Gary like dragged me <laughs> or something. You grab? Did you not grab me? Yeah, no, yeah, did I, you gra I like grabbed. Like a massive everyone. photo. Yeah, yeah, because everyone. I, I don't know. At Twitch London, a lot of people were a very you know cagey. They were like you know just doing the whole networking thing, and I was like, no, this is meant to be a party. That's all you know. We're meant to be having fun. We're not here to promote ourselves or something. You know, and I just, I grabbed like maybe like 12, 13 people closest to me, Josh being one of them. And I'm like, you are all going in this photo. We're all getting this selfie together. And we did it. And from that, Josh was like talking to me and I was just chatting some crap. And then one of my team members is like, do you not know who he is? And I'm like, he's a guy in this colorful top hat and big sparkly shades. <laughs> <laughs> and I, oh, I need to I'm see just... this picture. I can't not see this no, picture. No. <laughs> Yeah, it was just um, it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And then from that, I've yeah, from that, I I had um an event yesterday, and uh, Josh came along, and we uh we were just like I got him to meet the wider variety of the community that I've assembled. Almost I say I, I mean my teams assembled, and um, Josh was uh like asking around like how many of you are from London because it was in London, and like all of them were like we're not from London, <laughs> and then Josh is like, well, how do you know each other? It's like only known each other for a month or two and it was just like yeah, oh that trip that triggered me <laughs> no 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 that's that that just shows how diverse the community has gotten and that shows like 
that's very positive to see to see that and um yeah i think that's great because a lot of the people there were actually familiar with twitch and some of them were streamers uh like Joxto. um yeah, yeah they wanted to progress within twitch and a lot of them yeah yeah and and with what we're what our team's trying to do is try to build and promote community and we've not been doing it just for the twitch broadcasters per se like just for the streamers what we've been doing is is working with people who have their own games or people who want to get into doing filmography or or photographers themselves and we've been thinking outside the box and thinking what else do people want at these events or what do people need to get experience in we've been trying to offer it to them so we had like cosplayers as well at this and it was an esports event and what we've been doing was like compiling everyone together like people who usually wouldn't get invites or exhibitions at these events and so maybe the next one we throw we will have like an, an indie section but what we won't do is actually create an indie section we will intermingle you with everyone else so you're not like you know put on your own little place what we do is we'll force you to mingle and and, and create a community sense so yeah, no, this is very refreshing and it's a good insight that it can be done. Like, Yeah, um, I mean, it might, it might not be for everyone, but there will definitely be a lot of takers, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I think diversity within the, um, the not just the Twitch community, I think the gaming community in general would be very good because um, just having, like, I think that's one of the reasons why Twitch... Um, um, included create, uh, Twitch creative, Twitch IRL, Twitch, and all that kind of good stuff. And we want, we would love to have like a lot more in these, like more like give them more space for people to like, you know, notice them. You know, because we know that on Steam, if you put your game on Steam right now, I know that it's not going to be on up there for a long time. And when you look at the percentage that they take from the developers, it doesn't really equate doesn't really equate to the publicity that they get for being on Steam. But I'm not sure. Maybe, Jake, you can talk about that. <laughs> well, it's true that, okay, I think a lot of devs acknowledge there was a few golden years in Steam. And those golden years were when it was a closed platform, right? When they selected games that they wanted to put on their platform. And if you got released, it would stay on the front page for, you know, a while and, and you could make good money, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. that's changed with Greenlight and Steam Direct. So, yeah, back then they were earning their 30%, definitely. And I think that some people, there are grumblings, shall I say, amongst indies that, wow, you know, it's 30% now and they basically, you know, your game gets released and buried almost instantly. What what it is worth them doing is, okay, they, they are one place for pe people to go and find your game, at least still. They do cover all the payment processing and tax and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, you can get the humble widget on your own website if you're an indie developer and they'll take a very small percentage and handle all that stuff as well for you, sort of. So, um, yeah, you know, I'd say there's well, less advantage to their 30% now. Maybe, maybe this would be something to maybe pull into events and actually, like, while you're at events showing off and exhibiting your, your games, the people who are playing it can buy them there and then. Like, they can buy off your card that's got the, the key on it and then they head over to maybe the Twitch store, they head over to the Steam store, they input that key, they get the game, and you know, you've made more money because there's less percentages traveling over to whoever else it is. So 
maybe maybe that is something that could happen. Yeah, potentially. I mean, the thing ultimately is most people still buy through Steam because they want to have these achievements or all in one place. In a sense, Steam has sort of won that game. I know there's Itch.io and, and Humble and or Gog, you know, and you, oh, I love Gog. <laughs> and you can buy direct from Dev. So it's good that people still do that, but ultimately that they're sort of in the minority, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I and you can't survive if you only try to sell by those systems. Sorry, yeah, carry I on. I was just going to say, but I think the fact that Steam has that monopoly is, I think, part of the reason why they've, they've struggled, right? Steam almost had to be a good product for people to start using it. And then now that there's, you know, no good alternative, well, I say there's no good alternative, there's no alternative at the same scale. Mm -hmm. uh, the lack of that alternative all of a sudden means that, you know, they have the green light, which is atrocious and full of you know, asset dump games that somehow still are profitable. Yeah, yeah maybe. It's, it's, it's a tricky is, thing. But this is why um, building up your social footprint and social media is so important for indie developers right now. And this is probably the most important thing for indie developers is because Steam is just not as effective as it used to be. Yeah. And yeah. nothing on the market right now is offering indie developers that kind of support you know yeah and and having that support always stems best i think if it comes from face-to-face -face encounters because mm. um uh, meeting people in the flesh you can really get a good judge of what sort of person they are and what their intentions are so if these events do start popping up i would love to go to them i'd love to be able to approach the indie developers and be like you know what, I'm a Twitch streamer. I'm not like a huge Twitch streamer or anything, but I would happily love to do to the best of my ability to promote you and to promote your game and have a mutually beneficial partnership. And yeah. Yeah, that would be good. You're definitely right about face-to-face -face, because here's the funny thing, because I'm a bit more old school. Every Everybody sort of used to go to events to meet people face to face because there was no Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and stuff back in the day. And now there is, you know, a lot of people think maybe you can do everything online and you can do a lot. Oh yeah. And it's a multiplier. But but that is why I still go to things like London Games Forum or why I'm going to GDC um, in February and stuff like that. Because when you meet people face to face, you're right. You get a better feel for them straight away and you make a stronger connection than you ever will online. And that's why it's important to try to attend these things. And it's not easy for everyone, and it can no, cost money, you know. But but it's Jake. You need business. to go. You need to go to the events that this, these Twitch streamers are going to. Yes. I know, I know. I know a lot of indies. They go to that. I know they have like specific events designed for them, and not a lot of streamers go to that to those events. Yeah. You need to. You need to find out what events are these streamers going to, and go to those events. And so, like, I'm not. Um, Maybe some EGX. You said you went to EGX. Yeah, yeah, that um, was good. That was good. Rest uh, as well in yeah. the UK. Yeah, and there's TwitchCon itself, right? This. Yeah. Um, but TwitchCon, Twi yeah, Twitch, but TwitchCon is too big. You need to find yeah. the smaller ones because so you okay. can interact. You can interact with them a bit in a more personal level, so they can get a feel for you. You can get a feel for them, and they so they can really touch base with you, and they will really sell your product. So um, yeah, you not, want you want the not large scale, and you don't want the small scale. I think I think well, I think an event like what we had like last night would be great, you know. Or like I know this, <laughs> I know this, I know, this, 
I know, I know there was, I know there's a game blast coming up in Cambridge. Jake, do you, are you familiar with that game blast? No, no, I'm not actually familiar with that. No. There's game blast 18 in, up in Cambridge. I think, I think a couple of streamers are going to, actually, no, yeah, I think a lot of streamers are going to go to that. So it might be great for cool. your, um, yeah, I think there's just, there's just a lot of events that are design, kind of designed. I mean, well, not designed, but a lot of streamers go to it, and it will be much more better to network with streamers. Well, it sounds yeah. like it would be really good to have people like yourselves um, broadcasting that really clearly, messaging it to the indies, um, you know, via social media and so on. It would be great to have you putting out tweets that say, hey, you know, any indies in the Cambridge area, this is happening on this day, there's going to be streamers there, this Come and meet it's a great us. opportunity just to really just to really spell it out to them you know what's on mm. offer and what's available to them because i think is you know for many of us it can be a little bit mysterious there's some events that we go to you know that we have attended rest and so on where we know that's a good connection we're a little bit in the dark about yeah there were a good one near you like you mentioned your bristol way uh, just across the water in Cardiff, because I spent some time there. I know they have the, the it's not huge and it's not small. It's the Cardiff, um, they have the Comic-Con that they have there. But oh, they yeah. also have a, they have a Gamescon as well. And I've, I've been to both and they're very good. They're like, uh, they're very, you know, it's all right to talk to people. It's all right to hand out business cards, get to know who they are. And that is, um, they're very more hands-on interactive. And so if you had an exhibition there, you're you're going to get more chance i think of capturing people you know to be like oh i really like your game i'm going to go out and buy it well if you did that at twitchcon i think at twitchcon most people are there to see the let's say twitch celebs in a way oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah you might, you might you might just get thrown under the bus if you right, right. i had an yeah. idea actually um see a lot of the thing the problem with these conferences if let's say an indie wants to go to res or egx and get a stand and do all that stuff that's going to cost you several thousand pound two thousand pound probably uh, minimum you know and that is a lot of money for an indie to go to um in the hope of getting some streamers come by right so what would be really good at some of these events is much more of a almost like indie twitch speed dating so or some kind of event where you know you, you don't have to get a whole booth and set it all up and do all this mega expense but you buy a ticket to the event that's what you do you turn up and then it's like maybe you've got your game and you you can just demo it for five minutes just stream and say this is who i am this is my game is this the kind of thing you'd be into covering i don't know would that well, sort of thing work or well, just well what we did at twitch london ldn is that um i'm not sure gary did you notice that there were there were some indie Indie games over there? Did you? Did you know? Yeah, no, I did notice those. What over yeah. by the over by the sofas? That bit. Well, there were like I think there were three indie games. Three mm. in, indie, and what what they what we what we did was is that they couldn't afford to come by themselves. So what they did what they did was they all chipped in for the bit the most expensive package, which which was like two thousand something pounds and um so they all chipped in and they so they and they all came and just exhibited their work does that make sense yeah so yeah. it's like a, a, a indie gamer conglomerate so they, like you come together. yeah so they collaborate yeah. so, so they all basically chipped in for one package so yeah so but that's a smaller kind of thing i'm not sure if that will work for egx or something mm. but i mean maybe but it, it was really great because um you had like a hub of streamers so you're always getting your money sort of in sense you know because you knew but i'm not sure 
Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. But even then, they've had to chip in and do a lot of work. If you, and it's good they've done taken that initiative, but there may be just some some way to be able to have people to demo on their own laptops, just like, hey, you want to yeah. see my game? And, and more of a kind of informal uh, way oh, would, what, would like help. A, oh, would I help see what you this, mean. Like, you know, a, like an informal presentation almost. Yeah, yeah. Either to either just one on one, like you do it speed dating style or something, or you, what we used to do with um, Full Indian Vancouver was we used to have a showcase every few months where they'd get five minutes and I'd cram like ten people into an hour or whatever, and they they'd come up and just literally demo their game on the screen really quickly, and then we'd boot them off. But then afterwards, you know, people are mingling and want to talk to them. They go and find them and talk to them. So. Um, and that's a lot easier to do than paying all this money for a stand and getting stuff printed and yeah, showing yeah. up. And I don't know. I'm just trying to think of things to make it easier for indies and cost, you know, more cost effective and easier for streams to meet in a easier manner. Anyway, that's just well, some would, ideas. Would it, would it be easy for you, like, uh, let's say I uh, or one of the people I knew create an event and they had, we went, well, we've already got the... the technology there we've got all the pcs set up and everything mm. would you be okay to bring your game along on a pen stick or a hard drive you plug it in and you've already got the setup there so all you have to do is pay for your transport to get there yeah yeah and would, would that be like a, i guess that would be easier for you and then if you wanted to we can then you know maybe double hit it and we do the presentation part as well so everyone can play your games and that but we can't have like a cut off booth almost where it's like you know the gimmick of it is is that people want to see what's inside the booth, what's in there, and inside there they go in and they see this presentation for like you said, like five minutes, and then you know we round robin it with all the different developers are there. Um, yeah, you know you could do little batches of it. You know, like okay, we've got ten or five devs coming up, going to do quick presentations, get to see their game and talk. I know it's just making it yeah. easy for them. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's very interesting you're saying that. I, I, I will definitely take this, you know, to to thought, and I. I will personally like look into this and think your mind. Your thing. mind looks like it's like it's it's like yeah. Off right I, now. I, I think I yeah. can see steam coming off your ears. I think I can. Right, I, I, well, I hate to be the one that breaks apart this conversation, but I am aware that Jake and Helen have dinner plans, and they said they'd only be around for an hour, and they've been here for an hour and a half. So we do have to roll actually thanks thank, thank you so much for joining us where do you want to quickly like push all the social medias and the website and everything where should where should everyone go well we're both from gray alien games i'm on twitter as at gray alien and helen's on there as at bc hezer with zeds um and you know just check out Shadowhand on steam if you fancy an rpg card game or regency solitaire if you fancy a sort of jane austen romance themed card game check them out on steam um, and follow me on Twitter and uh, see you all round. The other thing Definitely I highly suggest is that if you do go to the Grey Alien Games website, which is greyaliengames.com, there's actually a section which is just free games, but most of them are actually online as well, but most of them are you can play within your web browser. And they're just, they're all quite fun games. Like I found myself, I've lost hours to them just over the course okay, of the cool. last few weeks. Cause yeah, that's game jam games. I yes. Think, yeah. Because most of them are, you know, they're small games. There's like a Jewel of Orion, I believe it's called. Um, and that's just fun to, you know, play around with. So I highly oh, suggest, um, you know, if, if Shadowhand isn't quite your thing, go look at the game jam. I think it's under... The headings jams, right? It is, Everyone. yeah, yeah. I just love doing those things in between the commercial projects to sort of let off steam 
And uh, yeah, and also if you're an indie dev, check out my blog. I just made an article there about why you're probably making a game. A game. You're taking too long making a game, basically. Don't so spend that's, forever that's on your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for coming. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll touch base later. I think Yosh and I, okay. I think everyone's, there's been a very productive conversation here and we could Good. spend all Thank night you. talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I've just realized that we could Thanks spend Thanks everyone. Hours. Good to see you all. Thank you for Thank coming. You. Thank you. Right, let's see how smooth this transition is. Wait for it. Thank you. Ooh, that's Thank you. right. So we're we're down to the three of us. First we're five. Now there are three. I know. Let me let me just fix your webcam real quickly. I think this should be quite an easy fix. Oh, look at me. Me and my pre-planning working out. Who'd have guessed it? Ooh, I should do this more often. Right. That is slick. Look at me go. Oh, you're not quite centered. That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh... Wait for it. There we are. I could, I could always roll over. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's um, because, you know, going from fewer to more, the preview is also bigger. So hmm. it's... Um... Hang on. Um... Also got quite very... I've got tall hair, so... It's hard to get in. Oh, we seem to have lost Yosh as well. Oh, he lagged out. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Well, we can always uh, continue the conversation if you want until... Yes, uh, yeah, I think if we go for a little bit... I, I, was, I, had, I know I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask Yosh for sure. So see if yeah, yeah. Give him a minute to see if he comes back. Just hang up on Helen. I think she... There we are. Well, is there anything you wanted to ask me, maybe, or...? Uh, yeah, well, let me just set up... You know what, there's no point in changing it, because once Yosh comes back, it'll be broken again. Um, so let's, exactly. let's let's keep it as it is. So, yeah, yeah. You, you've mentioned, and you dis we discussed this, uh, or, or you mentioned this in the pre-show as well, how you're working from moving to... Oh my god, you've just become massive. It's fine. This is hilarious. I roll backwards. I, I roll backwards. That's oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But, uh, but yeah, you, you mentioned how you were expanding. Um, Hello? 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 Uh, you're back. Okay, cool. Perfect. Uh, how you're expanding from having, I think you said five streamers currently to about 10. Uh, so, so what is that process like? Uh, well, um... We, we have quite a few applications coming through of people we've got to know and stuff and uh, they they either want to stream under our banner but um, it's, 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 it's a weird thing to happen because we only started up our endeavor maybe five six months ago so we're very very new to this but um, I have a very very knowledgeable events background and you know networking side of it all and um so we've, we've started all this out this whole endeavor to be couch casters and we have a core group and then now we've had people who have liked us so much have gone you know what i'm a streamer uh i might not get as many viewers doing it on my own so i'd like to stream under your banner or stream as part of your actual team and it's it's very odd and it's quite humbling to have people be like oh i like this a lot so much they're going to do something for us that i I don't know. It's 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 uh, it's an odd thing, and it's only recently happening. So, it's uh, the feelings haven't quite settled in what to think and and feel. I don't know if that really answered your question. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure how willing to discuss this you are. So feel free to shoot me down. Um, yeah. No. If, 
Yeah. You, you, you said that uh, the, the way that you were handling it was basically, you know, handing the keys of the, to the castle to these people. Yeah. And, and trusting them. Do, do you have some form of mitigation in place in case, you know, one of them goes rogue? For lack of a better. Well, <laughs> well. Uh, so, so yesterday at our event that we ran was an esports event. So two universities came head to head, and you know, duked it out. You know, they had it all on different games. We got CS:GO, Overwatch, and that. And the entire event itself was live streamed on Twitch under our channel. So if you wanted to, you know, see any of that, you know, just head over, look at the past videos and that. And it's, um, it's just Couchcasters, right? Was it Couch? Couchcasters UK. Couchcasters UK. Um, the video itself, because it didn't update on Twitch uh, quick enough, is called something else than what it's meant to be called. Actually, I'll change its name quickly right yeah, now. Think, uh, yeah, you, you should. Yeah. Um, sorry for the typing if it's too loud. You and your damn mechanical keyboard. I know. <laughs> You're waking the entire household with your typing. <laughs> Razor all the way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my one would be worse, though. <laughs> we should just have a type off who can type louder. The issue is my keyboard's membrane, so I'm losing that competition fast. It's also wireless. I feel like the fact I'm on Twitch and haven't been crucified yet is an achievement. Well, for having wireless materials. Yeah, like, well, wireless, wi materials. wireless and membrane in the case of my keyboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. But no, no, wireless is all right, actually. I've got quite a lot of wires going. Actually, at the moment, if you notice, my headset's meant to be wireless, but it's um, it's wired because I forgot to charge it for this. But um, yeah, so if you went over to our channel, the video is called... I should have changed it now to Varsity... Uh, it's uh, ICL versus UCL Varsity Esports 2018. Yep. And uh, that basically documents the entire day. So... Uh, it documents everything from Overwatch to Dota 2. And um, it was really odd. So we had a lot of university stuff there running around. And it turned out they had a lot of just friends jumping on. And so we had our Twitch logged in the entire day on their computers and our Twitter and everything. And they had our OBS stream keys, everything. And so they basically, for an entire day, had the keys to the castle. And they could have ruined us. But... Um, they didn't, <laughs> and which, you know, it's not really a surprise because we were there to help and, you know, um, but we were just thinking about, it. we were like, oh, that's actually all right, you know, that kind of works. Um, I also, another time per se, um, I, we did some live streams from one of the places called Belong Colchester. Um, they're these bunker arena sites set up by game stores and um, we accidentally left all our stuff left on their computers and their public and no one did anything with that so um yeah i th i think when people see this information and they see it's sensitive stuff they don't want to disrespect it or anything because the repercussions would be horrible and plus they would destroy destroy it for everyone so i think getting people involved in our community is not really a problem because I think they're really only wanting to get involved because they're not malicious. They actually just want to be there to help be part of something bigger. And I think that's why we we are debating it and thinking about, do we expand? Do we take it easy for now? Or do we rush it? And, you know, we actually go, 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 and we get more people in and really promote expansion. So it's, it's uh, <laughs> I don't really know if I'm asking you a question. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm just showing the stream um, a nice little... I've just skipped like four... And a, so I had a, a six-hour... So when I left for Georgia, which is where I am now, I had a six-hour live stream like with a bunch of friends because I was leaving. And I thought that was quite a long live stream. Uh, this mm. is just over... Or just under nine hours and 20 minutes. But as you said, there's a, there's a nice variety of games. There's you know a bunch of different things to play. I'm just jumping around so people get an idea of what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, so there is something for everyone here. Yeah. The the great thing about this event that we ran, uh, we ran it alongside other companies. Well, I say companies, groups. So the main group we ran it alongside was a group called Playwatch B, and they're trying to open their own esports bar in um, in London, and they've been working with universities. So the university who hosted this was ICL, and so we already create more community there. And then we went, we're doing an eSports day, let's get all the players involved and get all these games going. And so it's an exhibition of all these players who aren't the best in the world, but they get to sit on top of that stage, made to feel like kings, and they just, you know, they get that actual moment of like glory almost, where they have all these people viewing them, they have the people cheering, the people gasping, and it was, it was just great, to be honest. And yeah and the entire day we had our Twitch and Twitter logged in and people could have seen some very sensitive materials and we had a lot of people just like typing away all day on, on our channel. It was a, it was terrific and a good reassuring sense that people won't abuse it if we give it to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I have a question from the chat that I just want to forward on to you because I, I, I put in there saying if anyone had any questions to shoot them in our direction. And, um, my friend Emily, it's Professor X. Um, Josh, I, I mentioned that you were coming on, and she said she met you at Twitch London, um, which I, I was planning on going to, but I wasn't in London anymore. So, okay. um, and she said uh, this is directed towards the Couchcasters specifically, saying, having started streaming around the same time, what would you say has been your most effective networking tool starting out? Uh, what is who's that opposed to both of us or one of us? Or yeah, I was a, I was a little bit confused. <laughs> Do you want to answer from both of us? Because I'll let Yosh go first because I just spoke. But um, I mean, I can I can give an answer to that question for a Twitch stream all, and then he can give it from a different perspective. Yeah, if she would like. Um, I think for if you're if you decided to become a Twitch streamer, if you decided to actually stream and come on our platform i think you should not really take too much notice of your view account don't really get don't don't really obsess over it and i see a lot of streamers doing that they're like oh yeah you know and then they get caught then they might start googling how to um, view bot and all that kind of stuff and it leads them down a very negative path which will never really lead them anywhere in terms of the Twitch community. And um, what you should be what you should be focusing on is what kind of energy are you putting into your Twitch stream? What kind of presence are you giving out? What kind of community are you building? Because there are every streamer, low, uh, big or small, has a community. And what kind of community is it is different. So Professor X, you have to ask yourself, what kind of community do you have? Is it, you know, and 
but yeah, so and I'm going to let Gary answer uh, Gary answer his question. Okay. Uh, well, could you ask the question one more time? Then Quick I can hundred percent. Uh, having started streaming around the same time, what would you say has been your most effective networking tool? Okay. Uh, so, um, oh, I'm. Uh, how to put this off? A bit of my own personal background is I am. Uh, a stupidly high-thinking person who will just think through everything, but I'm not grounded. So for us, our best networking tool is that we are actually a group. And so we've got... Um, sorry, can I have one second to grab the door? Because no one yeah, else in my house... That's all right. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, can, I can continue on that subject as well. Yeah, go for it. If you're trying to network as a Twitch streamer, and you're trying to... I'm not sure, is she trying to network with other streamers or is she trying to network with um, just in, in, I, don't I assume know. it's to do with networking with other streamers and you know, and, you know to, to get viewership higher and get her name out there. Okay. Um, yeah. So if she's trying to network with other streamers, um, I think the best way to do is maybe, I think, is raid, is actually give raids, hosts, and um, just do try to do like collaborations maybe in like charity streams, get involved in like charity streams. Um, yeah, just be just be more involved in terms of what what they're doing and what 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 kind of uh, because at the end of the day they're all people. So um, if you get involved with another stream or it has it's more to do with consistency, I, I believe consistency with this with the streamer that you're trying to get involved with. But Gary, well, you're back. Yes, I'm back. You got a nice little chair stream for a second there. But um, <laughs> uh, okay, so as my own little personality is, is that I'm like uh, I will multiple think on loads of things at once, and but I'm not grounded really. So with a team that we have, uh, a lot of them will just chuck ideas out there, and then we create them. That and one of the things that we've been focusing on to uh, help build our community in that has been um has been to actually go we're a community let's extend our community and that's been our best networking tool we've helped support so many streamers that in turn they've helped support us so building on the whole thing that yosh just said about the whole doing raiding of people picking and choosing the material you create working alongside other streamers we've been doing that but we've been picking and choosing the streamers we really like and are comfortable with and that we want to help uh build up for them so uh like the event that we had yesterday we had a lot of streamers involved in it that usually wouldn't have the exposure that they usually would get so we brought in a camera crew we brought in a photography crew and with these streamers there, we made them do interviews, PR material that we will post and give them for free to then for them to post. And then other opportunities we gave was um, there's a very good esports caster. Uh, shout out to John P. He's on Twitch and he did the majority of the event shout casting it all for free. And we gave him that opportunity and we said, this is something you can add to your portfolio. Esports and varsity is growing in the country, and you're on ground zero almost to shopcast it. And another streamer who we got involved was a girl called um, Juxto, and she did all the interviews as the host for the day. And she was like, "Thank you so much for thinking of us." And we were like, "Why are you thanking us? We're like 
thanking you, like almost worshipping you for taking an entire day out of your life to do interviews for us. And, uh, and so I think the most powerful like networking tool is to just go to these events and get to know people. And from that, you get to see what they're doing, how they can work with you. So uh, Professor X, if, if that is your gaming handle and you like to be called that, <laughs> um, if you want to, you know, like, jump into our Discord, contact us on Twitter. You know, if you've got some ideas for events, but you don't have the know-how or you don't have the brand backing to carry them through, um, shoot us an email and we will, you know, be like, let's work with you, but we won't take it from you. We will give you all the credit still. So, you know, communicate with other streamers. That's the best thing that you can do. And face-to-face -face is the way to do it. I think that's a that's a good point to end this podcast on. We've been going for just over an hour and a half. It has been a great episode. It, it's been a very interesting... Again, it's been one of those episodes where we could have spoken about things for like nine hours. We could have gone mm. on forever. Um, Agreed. <laughs> uh, oh, Magma Sausage has just turned up as well. Uh, finished his raid. <laughs> yeah, finally finished raid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something that kickstarted oh, our network of contact was going to the gaming event Rapture and meeting so many people. And I think this was also brought up whilst talking with Jake and Helen. The idea of meeting someone face to face really cements that relationship um, in in a way that you know in in a, in a way I mean, that the, the, this doesn't right. If you, if you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, like yesterday, um, Gary invited me to an event that I'm not sure if I would have I would have attended, um, but um, yeah, I think I, me and my colleague Sam were we met some lovely people, and I think, and honestly speaking, Gary, I think I met some lifelong friends, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I met people who I believe that could be like, you know, we just we just clicked naturally and it was just great, you know, and yeah. Well, but... like, like I was saying, like these people that we've only known for a few months and like I mentioned the before streamer, um, Juxto, um, she's currently actually in a wheelchair because she had an operation on her feet. And um, that's what I mean, like she's so much like one of our friends and we love her for what she did is is basically she turned up and did an entire day's work while like you know currently recovering and um these are the sort of people you meet face to face you can really judge them and like yosh saying it's an event he usually wouldn't have gone to but he did and now he's met people he can call his friends and people he might you know be able to help out yeah no i mean yeah definitely um Ask, ask Magma. <laughs> this is not relevant at all. Yeah. Ask yeah. Magma. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm so curious. Oh, um, if you don't how, how know who Magma is, he's, yeah, Magma is one of our. He's one of our team. He's actually one of the founders. So, um, he's the guy who actually had the initial idea for this entire endeavor. Uh, I laughed it off, maybe, and um, he was like, "Nah, I'd love to do that," but he was like, "I don't have the technological like know-how or you know the the." management business ideas and that and that's the thing i can't ever have i'm never good at like having initial ideas and everything starts with an idea he has those ideas other people in our group have those ideas and they just go build me it and i will just you know 
build it for them. And um, yeah, so we have a good, strong community now and a good, strong team, and we're trying to support others with it. And yesterday we had a, a blast meeting new people. Yeah, everyone was so lovely. I mean, I, I mean, most of the events I go to are lovely. Um, sometimes they see like the Twitch logo. Well, well, when I'm wearing like when I'm wearing the brand and stuff, and then like, I go I like even. Oh wait, 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 Gary, you said you met Jupiter, uh, Jupiter Hadley. Yeah, I think I did. I'm not too sure. Are you familiar with her? Yeah, I think I am. Do you remember I told you a story yesterday about the YouTube's Twitch? Were you there? Oh, no, I wasn't there. I think I had to go off at that point. Oh, okay. That no, doesn't, matter. To... Doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not going <laughs> to oh, say it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I think Jolly and Magma were there anyways. But <laughs> but sometimes um, they see the Twitch. Some, sometimes it can like be a blessing and people are very nice, but sometimes it can be the opposite. Yeah. But Yeah, this is, yeah. This is what I've, I've been like saying, like, um, when I ran the event yesterday, I, I, I keep saying I ran the event. I didn't run it. The, the great people from uh, Imperial College London and University College London, Playwatch B, they ran it and we all ran it. And um, this is the thing I instructed them all on was possibly we got two people from Twitch coming along. I would like them to be, you know, incognito. I don't want you to make anything about it. I just want you to be like, they're coming along, treat them like people. Don't treat them like staff. Don't, you know, like kiss their feet while they walk past you, stuff like that. I mean, just treat them Ooh. like normal people. Only yeah, they're very, not figurative. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were very <laughs> yeah. casual though, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And then, and then I told, I told, I, I told Josh like in a little message before like going, I was like, if you do come up, you know, you don't have to wear Twitch stuff or anything. He did, but they also wore jackets. So it covered like the Twitch logos and that. And, um, I usually uh, don't wear it. I, don't, I usually don't wear it. But... Yeah, uh, but I wanted it to be their choice. Their choice to go, hey, we're from Twitch, or their choice to go, oh, I'm just, you know, Josh today. I'm interested in watching some League of Legends. And, um, yeah, that was quite, you know. No, but uh, the reason why we did decide to wear it, let me tell you why, because usually we don't, is because um, it was a new audience, in a sense. Um, it was a new kind of event. This, I, I believe it was the second type of event that, am I right, Gary? Uh, this is the second so the like, type of event for like the esports and universities because um, like that yeah. they've actually like had full control of. They did have one, uh, yeah. UCL and ICL did square up once before in 2017, but um, it wasn't at their own venue. It wasn't at their own making and it had a lot of problems. So they've basically been like saying, no, this is our first event. Um, you know, and they've been very pleased with it. And they're actually looking forward to maybe doing more from this and working with us all and working with more streamers. Yeah, more because um, we've tried working with universities before, but like, I don't believe um, universe, I don't, I, I, you, um, they just haven't come to grips with what live streaming is and how it could benefit them and their university. So we've, we've had the kind of block and when we see stuff like what, uh, um, that there was a gaming event with this university. I think Games Angular did something as well, which I attended. We're, we're, all, we're always interested and we always want to come along and meet the people, meet the university students and see what they're doing and see see if they're it's either from a developer's perspective, if they're design students or if it's, if it's a competition, if they're trying to just play games. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to get, we'd love to know how they're doing it, what they're doing, and all, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but usually, 
when we try to interact with universities, they usually just say, you know, they give us the hand and we're like, we're not really that interested, you know, <laughs> you know, because um, we try, we, I mean, I'm not going to actually name any names, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's how, it, that's how it really goes down. But so it was, it was a really a nice feel to it, like a big, uh, especially a big, two big universities go and get it, you know, um, who have the stereotype, they also have a stereotype of being very uh, button up kind of situation, you know, so playing a little bit of esports, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And that's why, like, you know, it, the esports there, yes, it was esports, gave everyone the opportunity, but all the players on the stages weren't like the best of the best. And that's what the good thing about it was. Some of them actually on stage were streamers and they thought this was like amazing. I got to meet some of them and do interviews of them. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a great way to show how integration of all the different aspects of gaming as a whole, the gaming culture can be brought together to make something so positive and, uh, um, yeah, well, well, just a closing statement on that was we also had cosplayers involved. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, which which everyone thought was like an amazing idea, but how would it go down? And right. um, this actually sparked like a realization in my head on this. I didn't know this that cosplayers prefer, or the majority of them prefer, the smaller venues and smaller events because then there's only a, there's a very small chance that they're the only ones turning up in that costume or the only ones in costume so they get swamped i thought they preferred the bigger events so everyone is is like but them in that but they don't it'll be, it'll be extremely difficult to give that to the cosplayers if that makes sense yeah if exactly I, if you really think about it because if you create an event i don't know anyway yeah but it, it just shows that we were thinking outside the box and trying to get so many different aspects of gaming involved and yeah one of them was to pull in cosplayers and they loved it and the gamers all got different pitches with like you know the diff the two people who came cosplay and it was a great way to integrate it all so maybe yosh like you were you were trying to do this before with other universities you just you need you were waiting for us lot to come along yeah maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> cast, cast maybe saves twitch no alive. no it's, it's not no we didn't really do much the people Brilliant. Well, thank you both for coming on. I, I think we're gonna. What's the best way to do this? I think Gary first. So, do you want to pimp Couchcasters all you can? Go for it. Where, where uh, should people uh, go? I just. I think the main like powerhouse thing that we use to get people to us is Twitter. So, we are twitter.com/couchcasters, and uh, just say hello. Drop us a line. Drop us a follow. Go go follow um, them and then raid their mentions with. I don't know, kittens, something. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really interesting if like 10 minutes from now you just have a bunch of kittens on your Kittens. <laughs> oh, that's, that's another thing. In our Discord, we have an, uh, an animals section so people just post their pets all the time. Oh, that's great. Oh, and go, actually, that's a good point. Go check out the Discord as well. I think that'd be, is, is there a what? public invite link for it? Or... Yeah, yeah, it's all on our Twitch. It's all on there. So you can just Perfect. roll down. We'll play some games. Awesome. And Yosh, right. I'm assuming you want to pimp something Twitch-related, or Twitch mostly. Yeah, I mean, if you want to. Uh, yeah, my Twitch is um, twitch.tv slash YKSTU. But obviously, since Gary doesn't even follow me on Twitter, so sad face, oh, sad face. Oh. <laughs> Shame. This is actually a growing joke between us both, because I keep trying to find him in that, but he's not under it as like Yosh or anything, and it's like, 
It's like, it's like we can't. I can't find him. I'll, any. I'll low-key send you his username. I'll, I'll no. Just... no. <laughs> <laughs> or it was, in, it was in the tweet. You can just look at the tweet. It was in there. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I mentioned him in the tweet, so it's right. My, there. My Your cover is blown. <laughs> yeah, Been found out. Yeah, my Twitter is ux underscore ykr. Perfect. I tried actually yeah. on on that note. I tried to I tried to do some research on Yosh, like you know, knowing this is happening, and it was almost impossible. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> he just doesn't exist. I'm I'm not sure he's a real person. I'm not, man. I'm not. <laughs> he's actually just a superintendent AI, but pretending to be a person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, I'm a very private individual, you know. Um, no, actually, that's all. That's you. You do realize it's all purposeful, though. Like, it's. I think I've explained this to Gary, though, right? I think I've already explained this to Gary. It's because of um, the more. It's because a lot of my, a lot of what I do is uh, for research purposes, and if they, right. if if people know exactly who I, if people know exactly, um, I think okay, if people know who I am and everything, everything I do and. It, to the fine detail, if to for the wait, if you was to Google my name or something, yeah, they'll treat me differently it's purely because of Twitch, and I won't be able to receive res the research I, I'm receiving right now for my work. So um, yeah, I should, so um, yeah, so I have to be very careful of what I give and what I take. Yosh is undercover. Like that's, that's gonna be the, that's gonna be the title of this episode. No, I'm, not, just... I'm, not, I'm not as I'm not as I'm not as, I'm not as undercover as you may think. Like um, I just but, I just uh, chucked in that follow right now on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So His cover is blown. Everyone, I'm not, I'm not actually as undercover as you may think I am. It's just um, yeah, it's just I don't like if I was to go to an event. Most like ninety percent of the time, I don't I don't wear the brand. Hmm. I'm just there. I'm, I'm I'm probably just reset. I'm probably just analyzing everything seeing how people are like if it's positive it's negative you know yeah. trying to like figure out you know so i think the last i think the last time i wore a twitch hoodie was yesterday but before that it was probably a year and a half ago right that's how that's how bad it was so but but i mean today was refreshing you know yeah yeah, refreshing. yeah it's, refreshing, it's definitely so a good you. conversation no thank thank you for coming if you want to check out the pre-recorded version of this uh you can of course go to snpy.tech slash podcast for the audio only version it comes out 12 hours roughly after these episodes air so that will be up uh, around about uh 12 o'clock here which is about 8 a.m which is great for your journey into work so go to snpy.tech slash podcast for the audio version you can do slash itunes if you're in an apple device or slash what else do we have slash twitch slash tw slash twitter slash facebook slash youtube all of the socials go do that to check us out thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye <laughs> thank you bye, bye. Peace,